Welcome to the Tiny Podcast Project, a Sin Media production in association with Hindenburg, made by young people for young people. Step on a crack, break your mother's back, break a mirror, and it's seven years of bad luck. Pass on this chainmail or you'll be alone forever. Superstitions. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, they're all around us. For some, it's a lucky sock to be wandering a game of basketball. For others, it's faith in karma. But what makes a superstition stick? Who creates them? And are they harmful or harmless fun? According to Dr. Case Otsuka, qualified psychologist and senior psychology lecturer at Victoria University, there's a reason so many well-known superstitions have their roots in time periods centuries ago, or develop in times of conflict and change. You know, the, the many years ago, our existence is so fragile and being affected by many external factors. And then the only thing that we can do is to do the best you can, but also to pray uh, for the, the supernatural things to protect us. An expert in the field of gambling cognition and cultural beliefs in luck and winning, his research has prompted him to notice a relationship between gambling, spectator sports and superstition. I think it is, it is one, our desire that we would like to have the control over the outcome of events. Spectator sports and in other sort of areas such as gambling is rigged in a sense that the outcome is random, almost unknown. So therefore, uh, people start developing some kind of fantasy, uh, sense of control, which is, we call that illusion of control, secondary one, uh, which the, the, there are two types of uh, illusion of control. Secondary one is an interesting one because you tap onto some supernatural power. This is where things like karma or lucky charms kick in. Or, as Dr. Otsuka discovered during research, an unlucky charm. It all started with a goat. In 1945, major baseball team the Chicago Cubs were in a good spot. They hadn't won a World Series since 1908, but it enjoyed numerous other victories over the years. At this point in time, the club was regarded as one of the most successful in the country. On the day of their game against the Detroit Tigers, round four in the World Series, their luck changed. Eager to watch the game, a local Chicago saloon owner named William Cianus rocked up with an unusual companion, his goat, Murphy. Unsurprisingly, the goat wasn't welcome. William took it to P.K. Wrigley, owner of the Cubs. However, Wrigley agreed the game was no place for a goat, allegedly blaming its smell. Now, legend goes, William was so disgruntled at this turn of events that he threw up his arms and exclaimed, The Cubs ain't gonna win no more. The Cubs will never win a World Series so long as the goat is not allowed in. Thus, the curse began. It was a championship drought that lasted 71 years from the time of the curse and 108 years all up. From 1945, plenty of attempts were made by fans and the team to break the curse, with the chant, let the goat in, becoming a regular feature at games. 
their World Series win finally arrived in 2016. But it doesn't end there. And the curious part of that is the team we defeated, the Chicago Cubs defeated in 2016, now inherited the longest championship drought in Major League Baseball. That is, the Cleveland Indians, also at 71 years. Now, maybe we won't all believe in the power of the GOAT, but should we put any trust into superstitions? So long as it's not going to take over your decision-making completely, I think it's innocuous. I feel like if you sort of negate any kind of corporal thinking completely, it may have some unexpected negative uh, implications to your mental health. Uh, my feel is that superstition and all those things are sort of part of uh, what makes our life interesting. Thanks for listening to A Little Stitious, a tiny podcast project hosted and produced by Megan Whitfield. Tiny Podcasts acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boon Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the show is recorded and produced. Tiny Podcasts respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Tiny Podcast also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty was never ceded. This land always was, always will be, Aboriginal land.